Hey everyone, it's Delta Work and welcome to another episode of Very Scary Delta, where it is Halloween all month long. On today's show, I talk about the anxiety I get at a fast food drive through We open some listener letters and some extra special mail, and I'm so excited to introduce my extra special guest, club promoter like no other, the one and only Obi is here. Do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. Oh. M. Mom! Do you love black cats like me? Do you write spells in your diary like me? Do you go to the dark side like me? Do you wear poison by Christian Dior only during Halloween like me? Are you a grave robber like me? Are you the gatekeeper like me? Well, if you are, then you must be Very Scary Delta. Very Scary Delta Halloween Worktacular. Hi, I'm Delta Work, and welcome to Very Scary Delta. Very Scary Delta is a podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite interesting people to sit on the couch and get very Delta. Very Delta is a show for the woman who pronounces woman with an H-W-A. We have an incredible show for you, but first let's get into some stuff that is very Delta. Go off Delta. You know what really keeps me up at night? Not just gas pains from fast food, but fast food drive through anxiety. There's this anxiety that really builds up in the idea of taking more time from the people that are behind me or taking up more time than those people think that I need to take. And what happens is maybe I'm ordering for more than one person. So I want to make sure everything's in the bags and not, you know, not missing something or maybe not the way that it was wanted to be ordered. I don't go so far as to open the wrapper and look to see like how much mayonnaise or whatever that I've come to realize it's just always going to be wrong. I'm going to have to wipe that off. It's going to be what it's going to be. But I want to make sure we're not missing someone's entire order. Right. So I drive through and when they hand me the bag, I usually try to look. But what happens is I get a little bit freaked out because the people behind me, I think generally are thinking, we saw you get your drinks. We saw you get your credit card. We saw you get your bags. Now go, because we're ready for ours. But I'm in there like looking through it and I just get so nervous because the person at the window is staring and I'm like, this, I have to check. I know you sealed the bag for accuracy or I know somebody else packed it, but the reality is it's probably going to be wrong in some way. And it, I swear to God, it's wrong at least probably 75%. I would say more, but to be fair, 75% of the time, there's either a somebody's sandwich is missing or maybe there's, you know, if they give you more than one bag. That's why I really love Del Taco because usually Del Taco will hand you a bag and they'll say, here's your combo number two. Here's your combo number three. Here is the whatever, the apple pie or whatever someone's ordered. You know, there's these constant errors. So I feel like I'm taking up more time than the other people think. But the other thing that gives me anxiety is the concept of drive time in a drive through Now, when I was in high school, I had a wiener dude attitude. Um, I worked for um, Wiener Schnitzel for a very short amount of time, but a long enough 
window for me to understand how to, you know, work the front registers, work the drive through manage. I knew I learned how to do all of it. In fact, I still have a badge that I should wear that says I have a wiener dude attitude. But I understand what happens. And the concept of drive time means each guest that comes through should be completed with their transaction, their order, their receipt, and all of that. And they should be they should drive away before this certain bell starts to chime. So if you ever hear that sort of thing or you see the clock, what happens is if they go over that amount of time, they're spending too much time with the guest. And that goes to like a corporate and they get in trouble for that or they get reprimanded in some way. I don't know for each corporation, but I know when I worked at Wiener Schnitzel, it was an issue. So what happens is a lot of times you'll come through and as you're driving up because someone drove away, the person in the window will like wave out at you and they'll like hold their hand like, can you just hold there for a second? And you hold because they're waiting for that clock to restart. And then the people behind you think that you're just stupid and you're not moving up or you're looking at your phone. But now it becomes your responsibility to sort of like buffer that honking or any of that like, hey, move up. The same way like if you're at the store and somebody goes, you're my last customer, I'm closed. So then now it's your job to turn around and tell everyone, oh, hey, she's closed. And they're like, oh, they need to open a new register and there's too many people. And you are now an employee of the establishment, or at least you have to shoulder that responsibility. And then when you do circle back around, it's like, Jesus Christ, when you have to explain, like, you have to almost, I, I say you, I have to create this sort of nice, somewhere between like Snow White and dad voice that's like, um, excuse me, hi, uh, hate to bother you. Um, I think... Think something might be missing. Like I try to act like we're a team because I was a team earlier when I moved to the front. So we're still in this team together or else you're very fucked up and you're being a Karen because, you know, you pay $27 for food for a couple of people. And now you're asking for something that they believe that they put in the bag. This happened to me recently when um, I ordered my food and something was missing like uh, like a whole part of the order. And I didn't, like there was a person behind me in a big truck. And they were blaring music. And I was just kind of like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I'm sure it's fine this time. It wasn't fine this time. So I literally pulled out and pulled right into like another little restaurant and looked and I was like, it's wrong. So I circled back through. And I another part of the anxiety is, do I just order something that's missing and then get up there and go, hi, um, I'm not going to pay I ordered it so that you could get it cooked and then now I wouldn't have to wait again. But I don't do that because then that's an assumption and then people are going to think you're being a fucking dick. So I just kind of coast through and I get up there and they think I'm responsible for the order that's behind me because that's the last order that was placed. But I just say, hi, I just came through and there's a grilled chicken sandwich missing and a French fry. I have the soda, but I don't have that other part of the order. And then the lady came through and she's like, uh, no, I packed that order. It's, it's fine. And I'm like, well, I literally was just one car like through and you may have packed the order and may have seemed right, but I have the receipt here and you have a camera here. And like in that amount of time, I didn't like take out a grilled chicken sandwich and a French fry and shove it under the seat. Like I'm not that fucked. I'm sure maybe they get a lot of fucked up people. I don't know, but I'm in there frequently enough that because it's in my neighborhood, the people are like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, you oh, you're in for a, a breakfast croissant or whatever, an iced tea. Um, so the lady says to me, oh, well, I, I packed that bag. And I said, uh, I'm sure you did. Unfortunately, the item's missing. 
And so the girl that, and the person that, that said that she was the one who packed it was the manager. And the girl's like, you know, actually, I do remember, I, I think that item is missing from the bag. So the lady's like, no, it's not missing, but we'll go ahead and give it to you. And that was like, you know, my gloves came off at that point. I was like, you know what? I tried to be cool. I tried not to start any shit in the first time I came through. Now that I'm coming through and now that you're going to be a fucking asshole, Karen has arrived. Karen has arrived. So I said to her, actually, I don't know if you need to pull up the tape or what you need to do, but I think that you're very busy in here packaging the orders for the dining room and for the drive-thru, and a mistake was made. And I think it's okay that a mistake was made. I think you need to understand that my order amounted to about $27, but these few items to make the customer happy that you may have made this mistake with costs you honestly pennies. But you're pissed off because you don't want to have to admit that this mistake happened because you're the manager and you jumped in front of all the employees and you wanted to be in charge and say, hurry, hand them that, hand them this, hand them that. So then I had to think about it and I looked in the bag and I was like, well, actually, is this how you package the French fries? So I took the French fries out of the bag, the one that was in there, and I set it on the counter and I just tapped it one time. And she looked and she said, I packaged those fries too and that was full before you came, when, before you left. And I'm like, ma'am, I get it. I'm a behemoth and I'm a Karen and you're mad. But I promise you, I do not make it a habit of going through drive throughs eating food and then driving in within one minute again to have this fucking fixed. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just telling you that you're actually being a dick and a bitch. So I don't know if I need now a refund, all my food and a gift card from corporate, but something's going to have to happen. Like, I know your job is hard, but I came at you so nice and you're still being mean. And I don't know if this is like leftover from the pandemic or like if people are just mad at their jobs and people are, what are they, like slow, slow quitting. Like, I get it. People are treated like shit. But I think there is this like concerted effort by other people who are not being recognized or rewarded or compensated fairly to take it out on the people who come through because they figure you're not going to say anything. And I'm not, you know mistakes are going to happen. That's why I go. But the anxiety that builds up from this, that every time you go through, it's like, do I have to go in with a chip on my shoulder? Do I just go in nice? How do I say it? How do I look? Do I smile? Do I look to the side? Do they hate like Hispanic guys with bald heads because they look like they're going to start a fight? Like, what is it? Like, I don't know why it's so unnerving. And then also too, this is like a little extra tidbit. This happened uh, the other day. We went through Taco Bell and um, I realized they didn't ask if I wanted sauce, but uh, I asked for sauce. I was like, can I just get some hot sauce? And the guy looked at me and I, and he just kind of stared at me. And I said, it doesn't matter what kind, just whatever kind you have. And he took the hot sauce out. I promise you, he took the hot sauce from a container and it wasn't this much. It was probably like six packets. And I put my hand out like this and I thought he was just going to rest them in my hand and he went... And he just smiled at me. But when we're going to play those games, I mean, if people want to be funny, I'll be ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fine with that. Let's get hilarious. I say let's get fucking hilarious. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't want to have this anxiety. I know. I know the answer. You should just cook at home. It's much healthier. You shouldn't be going through the... Why do you go to the drive-thru so many times? Mind your business. 
I go to the drive-thru because I want to. I'm keeping this workforce strong. That's what I do. It's what I live for. I want my shit and I want my shit right and I shouldn't have to fucking drive around over here or complain about this or complain about... It shouldn't be a complaint when it's not a complaint. It's a correction. There's a correction to this order. Also, too, don't you think Taco Bell started their chalupas as ground beef chalupas? Why is it when you order it on the menu, the only combo comes with chicken chalupas. Everybody knows the chicken at Taco Bell is shit. It doesn't taste like anything. So start them as a beef. And if people want the option of chicken, they can choose chicken. Why is everybody catering that way? It just gives me anxiety. Do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, you can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome back. I'm so excited for this episode of Very Scary Delta. This whole month has been about Halloween. And when I think about Halloween and my friends, I think about this person in specific because we have been able to work together on some really, really fun, fun shows that he promotes. Please make welcome my extra special guest, the one and only OB. Hi, OB. Hi, Delta. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You look adorable. Look at your shirt. You I look, that. as always, you look great. Thank you. So it's Halloween season. You are in the midst of all of it right now. Yes, we are. Your home is fully decorated. It is. The clubs are fully decorated. They are. The girls are fully booked. Yes, The they boys are. are booked too because what you do at Exposure, um, uh, and, and if people don't know, Exposure Drag is really a brand mm -hmm. when it comes to drag entertainment. And um, it, it happens at a couple of different places. I've always done this at um, the Offbeat Bar. In Highland right? Park, yes. Tell us about Exposure. So Exposure kind of started off as a, I guess I didn't really know what I was doing because my friends were looking for a bar and I told him, hey, when you find the bar, can you let me do a drag night? Like thinking that they wouldn't, you know, tell me, oh, yeah, for sure. So a year passed and they're like, hey, we found a bar. And I was like, oh, OK, like, <laughs> let's do the show. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I don't know any drag queens, but we'll figure something out. 
And we did our first show, and it was me. I did drag for the first time. Okay. Because they used to do Halloween drag and stuff. So right. I thought, like, oh, I could pull it off. And I just started looking for people saying, hey, would you guys like to be in the show? We're just, you know, you can do whatever you want. Just, you know, have a good energy. And have, yeah. Have fun. And that's kind of how it started. And then people just started showing up every week. And we kind of just went from there. Like, went from, like, five people coming to see it to, like, a full audience. So right. it just kind of, like happened like it took like a year for us to like get up there i've always had this uh, and and this is like this is going to be a long walk okay around this and it's going to sound fucked up in the beginning but i don't mean for it to i used to have this like serious aversion to people who didn't do drag professionally Mm -hmm. running shows because i used to think what are they gonna know what are they and and i still have that opinion when i see other people do it the difference in what you do is you have a serious passion for it. And you provide a space where people from Drag Race, people from Dragula, and people brand new to drag can perform on the same platform because it's about the drag. It's not about how many feathers someone has in their mm-hmm. cap. And that is really why... Anytime I get the opportunity to do the show, I always feel like I'm doing a show with people that are all on the same playing field. There's no, yes, you can say that somebody's from, and it's going to be a draw. It's business. Yeah, We have to course. have a draw or, or something attached to it, a selling point. But what happens is you, AB, like there's so, there's so much that goes into this, so much love that goes into it. And really the product is sickening. This is also a place where... You know, you're going to see drag queens, you're going to see trans performers, mm-hmm. you're going to see drag kings, you're going to see people maybe on their, you know, they've only been dra- doing drag a few months. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to see, you know, Laganja or Tammy Brown or, or Delta. me or whoever. And it makes so much sense and it's so much fun. And you really do get the variety of people coming because a lot of these people will bring a couple of friends that are like, oh, I'm going to go see you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that's my favorite person from Dragula kind of thing. That's the strength of it. And especially now in the month of Halloween, what are some of the themes that you guys have been doing? So we just had, we started off with American Horror Story Uh because this year we have five. So we're like, okay, we have a lot to do. Um, We have done Disney villains. Uh And then we did a witch's ball, which we have, that's been like our reoccurring theme that we have every year where it's like witch theme. Right. Laganja was there. It was a good time. You'll be at our horror movie theme yeah, coming excited. up. Yes, on the 24th. I don't know if it'll be aired by then, but... Yeah. Yeah, and then we have a Halloween ball because it lands on a Monday this year, so we're excited to, like... It's there's so many things we could pick of, but we just kind of have to, like, centralize, like, what will draw a crowd and what will bring people to come see yeah. the show. The magic of it, too, is the fact that you do the these shows inside and outside. There is a full outside space mm-hmm. where, um, you know, if the weather permits and it just seems to make sense... You're performing outside under the moonlight. It's really, really fierce because whenever I am outside, I kind of like look around and I can see that like people are like it's vibrant. People are living their lives outside of this sort of like uh, those beautiful walls that are painted Mm -hmm. with like the spaceships and the girls. Like I love that. But you can look out there and see like a cat in someone's window Mm -hmm. and like an auto body (laughs) shop, you know, things like that. But the in the middle of all of that is this like magical show that's happening. Mm -hmm. It takes you to another place because you you have all these things surrounding you, but once the show starts, everybody gets right into the show and they just, you guys, well, you, you guys take them there. 
But it doesn't also doesn't hurt that there's a Jack in the Box like two feet away. Or a Popeyes. And a Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Does the Popeyes have a drive-through though? Yes, they do. You're lying. Mm-hmm. How? But it's not open late lately. Till ten. So I oh, mean, the dude. show. You know, if you get there early enough, you could have your dinner. Right. And then pack something to go for later i guess you could no i, I want to go in the i want to go in the middle of the night when everyone's there so i can complain about something. oh there you go well then they go to jack in the box for that yeah yeah so, yeah it's gonna be wrong but you know if loving you is wrong i don't want to be right but you know what let's take a quick break okay and we'll come right back okay oh, we'll be right back And we're back. We are back with my extra special guest, my very good friend, Obi from Exposure Drag, and from a million other things as well, of course. We were talking about how we do, uh, I work over at Offbeat with you, you invite me to be there, but also there's another part of Exposure Drag that not everyone knows about. Uh, We decorate, we do, we love to decorate. Obviously, that's kind of where Exposure kind of started from. We used to have these extravagant Halloween parties. And we thought like, if we could get a space where we can like, you know, throw a party, I think right. we could totally transform it because we love a good theme. Right. You give us a theme and we'll like, I'll go to the 99 cent store across the street. And go buck know, wild. Even though it's not 99 cent store anymore. Let me just tell you, I'm like. Oh, it's not. No, they should change the name, but you right, know, whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, one time, uh, do you know Wendy Ho? Yes, Wendy. One time she said, she was on the road and she sent me a picture of a 99 cent store and it was called 99 cent dreams. Mm. She was like, bitch. That's what it used to be. Dreams. Mm-hmm. But no, there's also downtown LA. Downtown LA, yes. So what's what happens there? We do a once a month show at the Red Line every second Thursday of the month and it's called Battle Royale where all the performers come, they try to win over the crowd, and then at the end of the show, they all battle it out. And okay. whoever wins, wins, you know? Nice. It's a bloodbath. And a good time. It's no it's no pressure, no competition. Like, we just want people to have fun, because a lot of times when you do competitions, there's like an extra stress level to it. Sure. So this is just like, hey, come have fun. The audience picks the winner. We don't judge them or tell them like what they could do better. They just come, do their thing, and at the end of the night, one is the supreme. Outside of Halloween, you still, obviously, you do themes all the time. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And they're not always just a traditional theme. Like it's, it, 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 Then there's nothing wrong with the, the no. traditional theme. But sometimes you put a twist on them. Is there any themes that you've done in the past where the twist was so extreme it just didn't go over? Or Is there any themes you would like us to do? I mean, we could I, have you. I, you know what? Like we, Art LeBeau just passed. I know. I, w- I wanted to do like an Art LeBeau oldies where like we do like <sighs> I mean, the tributes over the microphone saying like this is to yes, so-and-so. Yeah. Because we did Chola Night there mm-hmm. and was very successful. It was very, and that I remember that night specific, we were outside. Yes, we were. So magical. We talk about that, about how, especially where the club is situated mm-hmm. and the type of people that you bring, everybody just plays off of everybody. It's yeah, they do. really, I really, again, not blowing smoke. It's just something uh, that, like, I'm proud to be part of on any level and I'm proud to see other people who are doing it so successfully because I'm telling you and you and I we all know there's people out there that have shit tons of money behind them and shit tons of promoters behind them and the show is shit the show and I'm not like gonna put throw names I'm just gonna say the same people are working the same people are doing it it's fucking gross like but then you have other people that are startup from the ground up that are like, I'm going to be there to decorate. I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to call the dolls. I'm go-. And it's so successful. And it's yeah. like, 
you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be ungrateful, but it's just when you watch that and you see people that are doing that, you're like, why aren't those people the ones that are given like zillion dollar budgets to just like go buck right. wild? Because yeah. they would go buck, they would, you know what I mean? If they already know how to squeeze a nickel into yeah. the eagle grins, mm -hmm. imagine what they could do with a bigger production value so. versus people who have no interest or passion they're just like oh let's just get it done who cares it becomes a space where you're like you know drag as a career has to be built out of art first yeah and then you become a bookable commodity and uh i, I understand but unfortunately artists have to really struggle a bit and yeah. and, and you have to and, and and i that's where i do think uh i don't know if you've noticed this too but like Drag Race is wonderful for putting um, drag on the forefront, and yeah. so is Dragula. But what's happened is that people get compelled by their their knowledge of drag is from what they've seen, seen on TV, so they know, they say they know or they think they know. So it kind of like yeah, yeah, and they only want to see that, and then it's like, well, go support the local entertainers. Like, if you love drag, do you love drag or do you love Drag Race? I said before, I was horrible at Drag Race, but I'm good at drag. No, I think I'm good at drag. But I'm not good at Drag Race. Uh, well, I think it's just there's some people who are made for competition television, right. and there's just people who perform and, you know, do it really well. It's just when you put them in a competition format, right? there's other things that play into it, and it's just not you performing. There's, like, drama right. or pressure to do certain things. So I or, think it's, or your personality, too. I mean, um, you know, there's people that are very outlandish that don't really have much to say, but then there's people that are very reserved that have plenty to say. Yeah. And um, it, it's like, who are you willing to listen to and who are you willing to just hear? That's kind of true. Thing. I, I don't mean to blow smoke. Ooh, fancy. I love the special effects. But I mean, if it's here, why not blow right. it? Yeah, right? exactly. We both love Halloween. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, I love certain franchises of Halloween movies. Specifically, I love Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis mm -hmm. and Michael Myers. Like, that's my... Your favorite one? That's my favorite one, I think. But I like them all differently. Like... Which one from those is your favorite, though? The original. The original, the first one. The original, one. for sure. Because uh, the simplicity of it, I feel like, and the idea of, like, that she can see him everywhere, mm -hmm. but every time she turns, he's, he's not gone. there. She yeah. can't convince anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but I like them all. I did love, I was it Halloween 2 with Silver Shamrock? No, was that was three? 3. I love that. that. A lot of people didn't like that one. I with love The song, that the dun, dun, dun. Silver Shamrock. Mm -hmm. But what, do you have a favorite of all the of all the franchises of the Halloweens? Oh no, or just, just of uh, like like Freddy or like any of the. I mean, I like Halloween, and I would say like maybe Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but there's just so many to pick from too. That's kind of like right hard. I mean, I do like The Exorcist too. I always feel like Freddy is like he's more shady than scary. Yeah. Well, right? I I feel like he helped me kind of because when I was little, I was such a scaredy cat uh -huh. that I wouldn't watch those movies until I saw one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I'm like, okay, like, it's not that scary. Right. Like, it's kind of funny. And it was able to, like, help me watch other ones where I'm like, okay, I can. Have you seen the telephone that you can buy with the tongue hanging out? Oh, no. Out? I... Oh, my gosh. I want one so bad. I would want one, too. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, full tongue hanging out. Is, can you use it or is it just? I think you can. I think it's meant to be, but but maybe not. I, either way, I want it. Yeah, I have to a... have it. So say Jason, Michael Myers, and Freddie, because they're kind of like originals. Mm -hmm. Who's and gonna Leatherface too? And Leatherface. So who's gonna kick whose ass and all that? I don't know. I would say probably Michael Myers. Yeah, because he's got the whole like devil and all that, and he never 
you chop off his head and he still comes back. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. But also, too, like with the new movies, what about like The Nun? The Nun. Oh, The Conjuring. Those uh-huh. are pretty good, too. Yeah. I would say, I don't know. I think so. I mean, I don't know if they'll be making movies of The Nun in like 20 years. Right. So I feel like. Michael Myers has the staying power to keep coming. Even though they say this is the last one, like I'm sure in 20 years. I don't want to believe that. I'm sure in 20 years, Jamie Lee Curtis will get another check and be like, I'll do it. Yeah, because I'm so used to, I'm like, I'm so used to always seeing her Mm -hmm. every couple of years. And so I even thought like, well, even if she just came back, like um, remember when Janet Lee came back Mm -hmm. and just H2O. Yeah. Just like a little quickie. Mm -hmm. I would be happy knowing that she comes through as a cameo. Yeah, a school principal or the waitress or... Or even the doctor. Or the doctor. Dr. Loomis. I love that. I love that. Um, Do you wear fragrance? I do. I wear um, Chanel. Oh. I like that. That's one I usually wear. So you're rich. No, I just get that for Christmas. No, I get it for Christmas. You get it for Christmas (laughs) and you make it last. And I make it last. I just squirt it a little bit and walk into it and I'm on good to go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's smart. I have three fragrances here. I think they're technically marketed, marketed towards a feminine profile. But they're Halloween. So this is Halloween, Halloween Kiss, and Halloween Magic. Okay. Can I spray them and you tell me what you think of them? Yeah. I, I mean, do they smell like Halloween? No, I don't think so. One I, of them kind of smells like candy a little bit. I would figure Halloween would smell like the fog machine. Okay. You know that kind of smell you get? Tell me what that smells like. It smells like candy to me. Oh, I see that. It kind of smells like pencil shavings, too. <laughs> this one is, I think... Halloween kiss. This is the original Halloween. So let's do that over here. I mean, it smells kind of like flowers, but like when you're going to take them out of the vase. Damn, like that? (laughs) mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... I think it just smells like clean hair or something. Yeah, I could see that too. You know what I mean? Like when a... like, Or like like Barbies, kind of. Like when you brush them out and then... Uh Uh-huh. Now this is the one I think that has the strongest smell in in my mind. I'm not trying to set it up for you. It takes me a minute to find the hole. That's okay. It didn't smell that bad. I think this smells the most like um, like pop star perfumes. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, like, like Paris Hilton, like yeah. those kind of, or the exclamation. Yeah, that's what day, I kind of think. Kinda. Should we see what this one smells like? Is that perfume? No, but oh. like maybe you could describe what a okay. witch's perfume would smell like. Oh, it doesn't come off. What would a witch's perfume smell like, you think? I would say probably like, the back of her head, you know, when she's sweating right in the broom. Oh, you don't think it would smell like licorice, maybe? No. Mm, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe like some cat in there, too. Cat as well. And yeah. cat hair. Cat hair. You know. Do you have cats? Oh, yeah. I have three cats. Tell me about your cats. Uh, I have a black cat. She's our Halloween cat. Her name is Evie. Mm-hmm. I named her after, I don't remember that show where she would freeze time. Um, uh, uh, yes, I know it because Uncle Bino was yeah, in the Yeah, Uncle Bino. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, out of this world. Out of this world, yeah, yes. I named her after that. So I have a black cat and then I have like a, a hairy, a hairy one. She, her name is Lola. And then I have a little boy. His name is Willie. I also have chickens. What? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? My boyfriend just one day bought a chicken home and I was like, okay, I guess we're going to have chickens at the house. And does, is, does this chicken lay eggs? Yes, they do. Do you eat them? Uh, yeah, I, we use them for like baking and we eat them. They're very them. rich, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I was a kid, I was in um, this thing called the 4-H club and we had, uh, it was like you raised 
the, farm animals mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I remember the eggs. We we just got so used to eating them, we didn't realize how rich they were until we would eat the other ones. That are yeah, good. and they're one of them lays like a green egg, so there's like yeah. different colored eggs. It's really cool. I love that. I see this thing is puffing out. There a you go. Bit. I wanted to say hi. We might as well. What does that smell like? I would say it probably smells like the first one you gave the me. The first one. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. A little dewy. A, a little, little wet, dewy. moist. Moist. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom always used to get stuff from like the thrift store, mm-hmm. and then she would repurpose it. And I had this devil costume that I wore when I was like maybe five, and I wore that same cape until I was like maybe eleven, and it was like this short at that <laughs> point. Like, and I still wore it. And I remember she did my makeup with. She had one tube of red lipstick, and, and just, she used it to paint my face. And she didn't have any more lipstick until like her next paycheck or whatever. Yeah, I love that. Well, how about we take a break? Yeah, awesome. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're here with my extra special guest, Obi, who is a promoter, a decorator, a dancer, a high-quality romancer, a Tupperware lady, <laughs> a Weight Watchers representative. She knows it all. Mm-hmm. Many, and, yeah, many and, traits. Yeah, you have many traits. You have many selling points. This is a part of the podcast where people send in letters, okay. and then we answer them together. You can actually hold it longer, but sometimes I hold it longer and then it starts moaning. Mm. Let's see if it does it. Oh, no. No, she was ready. They fixed it. All right, so the first letter, I'm going to go here in the desk. Sometimes, sometimes my nails are too long, but I have a letter opener here. Okay, let's see who this is. I love your ring. Thank you. You know what? I hardly ever wear this ring, uh, only because the way it's curved. You could stab somebody and be like. Yeah, and it like pushes down on my hand. All right, let's see what we got here. Hello, Madam Delta. Huge, Y-U-G-E, huge fan from over here in Texas. I feel represented during your rants. The last couple of years, I've been having issues with finding Quality Halloween decor and costumes at a reasonable price. Companies blame the pandemic, but is it really that? It seems that quality anything these days is harder to procure and is very costly. Are they just raising prices while making my decorations flimsier by the year just because they can? Am I just imagining this decline in quality over everything? I'd like your expertise on the matter. Adoringly yours, Gerald from Texas. I mean, this is true. You have a lot to say about yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, even now when I go look for stuff, the quality isn't the same as it was before. So you kind of have to maybe buy something cheaper and start as a base. Like how we said, go to another store to like add to it. Right. Because a lot of stuff has gotten pricier or you just wait till after and then you buy it when it's on sale. Also, when you talk about going to like the sales, mm-hmm. some people think it's like crazy because they're like, what are you going to do with that? It's like, babe, if I'll I could put, put this in a bin... Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, it's going to make sense later. I've always lived by this philosophy that like, well, two philosophies. One is if you can't hide it, then decorate the shit mm-hmm, out of it. Mm-hmm, we know that. Mm-hmm. But also, too, if you have enough of something, people don't know that it's inexpensive. Yeah. Like You can just start 
gathering it up or opening it up, even if it's as simple as, you know, if you don't have all, you know, these things, but you want something, maybe you just do like or ornament balls and clusters mm-hmm. or just anything to sort of fill space. Yeah, or just like a big pumpkin. Yeah. Even not just a pumpkin at the store. Yeah. You could just buy one of those and put it as a centerpiece and you add stuff to it or, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I agree, Gerald. I, like, we both agree. I think that, that, that stuff is being made a lot less expensive. And I always find really good Halloween definitely at 99 cent store. Mm-hmm. And have you noticed the back of everything says Momentum Brands mm-hmm. in Commerce, which is very close to where we all live. I mean, yes. we're, uh, and so I wonder, those the stuff that they import, like, I always wonder if there's other places that are getting things that we're not seeing. We I do, don't know if we do them in here. We do them all. Yeah, we do the mall because, like I said, people that are just trying to clean out their closets, they'll uh-huh. sell it, and you can get it pretty cheap too. There's a letter in here in a sock. <laughs> That's, is it crusty? Is it, like... it? This sock has been worn, um, for sure. the The next letter is in a sock. Uh, it has been worn, and it says, "Magic the Gathering." Oh, there you go. Well, there's probably a magical surprise in there for you. It doesn't smell. No. No, it's been washed. Uh-huh. It's been washed. It's just, you know, it's just inside there. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to have to. Do you need help with that? or Maybe. Will you help I me? Guess. I promise it's not dirty. Okay. At least I don't think it is. That's all right. I've gotten my hands dirty before. See, o- Obi knows how to do all these different things. All right. Here okay, here we go. go. Do you want that sock? I'm okay with socks right now. You're good? You have enough? Yes. Okay, here's the next letter. Hi, Delta. I'm headed to a wellness retreat with a famous friend who asked me to share her room with her. What's your policy on holding in farts? (laughs) Huge fan. Very Eric. There's no such thing. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I think it leads to really bad things. Yeah. I think it leads to really bad things, very Eric. I think if you hold it in, like you might, if you just, you know what I mean? Yeah. If something like that happens, it could be fine. But if you hold it in, it's going to be like this. And it's mm-hmm. going to affect more people. It's going to affect the way you feel. You're going to feel negative. Um, or just watch what you eat that day. Watch what you eat that day. Because it also goes on what you're eating. Like, Does it? Well, yeah. Like if I eat cabbage or broccoli, forget it. Like, really? Yeah. Are you ga- a gaseous person? I'm not. But if I eat certain foods, I know where to stay away. Like... How old are you? I'm 42. Okay, so you're just a baby still. Uh-huh. I can't, yeah, I mean. yeah, but you know, your early 40s is when you start to realize the things that you can and cannot eat. I what did I what did I say? You can ingest everything, but it doesn't mean but that you it's, can't digest mm-hmm. everything. I know. So cabbage affects you, and broccoli. Did you say? I, yeah, I mean, those are usually like mm-hmm. the ones that I know that Andy's gonna be like. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> Do you find yourself in certain settings holding in? No, I'll just like try to find somewhere to like go mm-hmm. and handle business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully no one follows you. You know, we, I've talked about this before. I call those warning shots sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you can't hold it in either, you know. It's a reminder. It's letting you know there's something more coming. Mm-hmm. So I And just, it might like, not be pleasant. Yeah. So yeah. I just try to like. I mean, I would tell Gerald just, was it Gerald or watch what you eat that day if you're going to stay with them. Right. Have you ever had that happen and then you and then there was an odor and you blamed it on someone else? Yes, there has. Yeah. <laughs> or one time I was getting in the car and I thought I was going to get away with it and it followed us into the car. No. <laughs> uh, 
And what did you say? Like, oh, sick. What's outside? Um, <laughs> it's gross here. I'm not coming here anymore. That's what you say, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't, want, you don't want to be like, oh, it was me. Uh-huh. Especially if it's like a bad one. Well, where you can get away with that, too, is on an airplane. Because if somebody has a baby, you're like, oh, that baby stinks. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, girl, I, ugh, that's why I don't sit. That's why I have to sit in first class. Like, there you, you go. You, like, build up a storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You or, can blame shit on other people if you're a good liar. Yeah, or you just dust crop dust. Yeah, crop dust. Crop dust them, and they won't even know. I have to tell you something. I haven't told anybody this. I was at the nail shop the other day, and just for some reason, I knew that it was going to be like this. <laughs> and I got up from the nail chair, and I was like, oh, let me go pay. And I'm telling you, this is so fucked up. As The only thing that propelled me from the chair to the register was this. As I was walking, it was just like that. And the thing is, it was a Saturday at like 9 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. All the ladies were sitting in the little wheelchairs, like not wheelchairs, but the little chairs with wheels. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I know, and I was just like, well, then someone started heating up food and I was like, oh, (laughs) it's not food. Like, oh my God, is that a burrito? Mm -hmm. And so you just. all good. Nobody knows. Yeah. Unless you're the only two there then. Right. I wonder if there's ever a point where you're just like, yeah, I did it. Jealous. Like, yeah, it was me. I mean, sometimes I had to be like, okay, sorry, y'all. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. I mean, there are people that, that will battle one another. You could have that as one of the exposure battles. <laughs> have you thought of that? That's a theme. Like a farting theme? Yes. Hmm. Incorporate. A, a, they don't have to physically do it, but they could incorporate it into their performance in some way. Yeah. Look it. It's already happening. Well, there's been some performers who do like uh, uh, do numbers that have like uh, maybe does a Halloween number mm-hmm. where she does the Activia. As yes, she Jamie does. Curtis. Yes, she and, does. And that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That is so a good that one. Is incorporated in that sense. Yeah. That would be a good one, like a. Huh. Activia. And, and then it's the fart. Mm-hmm. What's the loudest fart noise you can make? I don't even. Like naturally? No, like with like make make a sound effect. I don't know. I'm oh, not... come on. I. That's pretty good. You don't involve your hands at all? Like. No. Oh, see, that's a creamier one. That's like, you know. That's a, that, that like one's a like wet. Yeah, that's like, oops, I got to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But then you can also pinch your lips and blow out the side. Yeah, that's a tight ass. Mm-hmm. That's a squeaker. That's the one where you're like, ooh. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. That's, that's letting of... you know you got to go. Like, mm-hmm. 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 That's what I think. You know, I could talk to you about farting all day long. Um, so can I. I love talking about gas. You know, the thing of it is, is that I don't really have a fetish in any way for mm-hmm. that. But it always comes up, I think, because as I'm getting older, plus I have no siblings. Mm. So I never really talked about that with anybody, yeah. per se. And most people don't like to talk about it either. They think it's gross. It is gross. But it's it okay. is gross. It's I Halloween. Talked, I talked about it the other day, and there was a man of consequence in the room. And I think he was grossed out by it. And when I say by man of consequence, it was like somebody important. Oh. And I think they were like, Ugh. like, why do you talk about that? Because yeah, everyone toots like that book. Says. I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, that's it. So that's that's the letter. I mean, listen, uh, I wh- what were we? What were we she, even talking they about? want to know if they could party and holding it in. Yeah. I mean, I think I said don't ever hold it in. Yeah, you, um, it's going to come out eventually. Yeah. I would say there is a pol- no, there is a policy on holding farts in. Don't just fart because you have to fart. Like it's better to wait, you know, go to a, a another room or mm-hmm. outside or something. 
But just like brutal honesty, when people go, I'm brutally honest, I say whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. I think that it's absolutely important to be truthful to people, but I don't think you have to like say something offensive just because you're allowed to, because you have freedom. Like yeah. saying, I have freedom of speech, I can say whatever. Hey, it's my body, I can fucking fart if I want. <laughs> well, you can, yeah, but you don't really have to. So I say, if you can hold it in and not embarrass everyone else, even if you're not worried about embarrassing yourself, you might be embarrassing other people, right? Yeah. So hold it in. You know, people are eating. That's probably not the place. People are having a really intimate conversation. Maybe if you're, you know, but if you're going to do it, I mean, and you want to go all out, I say maybe on a Zoom call, like lay back, yeah. pull your knees into your shoulders <laughs> and blow that just like. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a let 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 a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for being here, Obi. Well, thank you. I, this is fun. It was an honor to be here today and talk oh. about. It's an honor talking to you because we love Halloween. We, we love drag. Mm-hmm. We love these kinds of films. We don't necessarily love farting. We just acknowledge it. I mean, it. You know, it's I don't love it. Something happens. Yeah, I'm not trying to like fart on everybody, but I'm just saying, don't be afraid to talk about it. It's a, you know, it's a natural gas. I yeah. Guess, so. I mean, try you know, try try to hold it if you can. Where can people find you on social media? Obi Moi and Exposure Drag on Instagram. We also have a YouTube with all the videos. You do, and it's good. Yeah, they do videos of of all the performances. It's very very comprehensive, yeah. honestly. And Obi M U A. Yes. Are you a makeup artist? I was. I thought I was, and then I. I fell into the drag world, so I kind of just put mm-hmm. that on the back. So it's but you know enough about makeup yes. that you can do it on yourself, yes. at least, uh, yes, or other I, people. Yeah, I, I mean, can. I mean, I don't like to, but I, I like to do it on myself more than other people, I guess. You don't do a lot of bridal parties? I used to. Really? Yeah. But I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I used to do them, um, and then it was fun. Like, it's always nice to, like, make someone over, and they just feel so, like, happy. Healthy. Have you ever farted while doing someone's no. makeup? <laughs> no, you don't try to keep that one in, huh? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when you go into the other room. Right, right. They don't want to smell that. What's what? What's a, a, a trick to bridal makeup to make a bride want to feel beautiful? You just gotta make them feel relaxed. I think that's the relaxed. most important thing. Like, and you t- listen to them. Whatever they, it's their day. So if they don't want that much makeup, you make them look. Even though it feels like they have a lot of makeup on, I always make them feel like they didn't have that much. Have they ever farted while you did their makeup? No, but I remember when we were in school, we had to do those exercises. Uh huh. And I remember there was this one kid when he would do sit ups, he would fart. Dang. What do you, you know? Damn. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> it wasn't a gift I was asking for, but hey. And it's a gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. because it lingers. Do yeah. you have to? <laughs> do you have to? <gasps> That's our fart number that I'm going to do at Exposure. There, Linger. There you go. I'm going to do link. So I'm, don't steal my idea. You're going to steal my idea and then I'm not going to get booked. Linger by the Cranberries. There you go. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fart number. Thank you all for listening to Very Delta and a special hello to everyone out there watching the talk show on YouTube. Very Delta comes out every Monday right here on the Very That podcast feed and on the Mom Podcasts YouTube channel. Also, you know what's Very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Uh, Also, send questions about little things, big things, Delta things, work things, things and things, tittles and bottles, anything that you want to talk about, send them to readmedelta at gmail.com. 
You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm just Delta Work on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, but all I really do is just lurk around and watch other people's shit. So I'm, if you send me a message there, I've never even looked one time. So send me a message on Instagram if you want to do that. You can join me right here next week for another episode of Very Delta. And until then, please keep things very scary, Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. <laughs>